Okay, good evening. There's a single copy for those on Zoom. It's the Gemara and Yuma, if you can look in your Mara Mechemis. And one comment from our listener, Nate Yisrael, who heard it very quickly, to the credit of uh, Sadiq and the team. He uh, seven hours ahead, so, um, and I got this email pretty quickly. So it's Danny Bricker, and he said that uh, the Svarim that we said over, which I thought was very mistaber, so Baruch HaKivana, Rab Chaim, and the Sefer on Inyane Zuchira and Forgetting, says that Kav Shechah applies to men, not to Nashim, because it is a Din Talmud Torah. So I'm not surprised. Uh, he brings one of his rayas is that the Sefer Chassidim says it doesn't apply to an Amaretz which Baruch Hashem, not negate to anybody sitting here, because the Amaris isn't even trying to learn in the first place, so he can't be, have any shaykhs to the shukha issue because he never learned anything in the first place. So uh, that's his rise. Somebody's not Batsuva in Talmud Torah. He says it does apply to Katanim, and that's important because that will come into the next part of the sugya with the smash rooms, smash bars, and uh, rage bars and whatever you're calling them. So let's see the Gemara and Yuma. You might wonder, why would a smash bar rage room have to do with the Gemara and Yuma? What? So they're all the rage. Ah, oh, they're all the rage, yeah. yeah. We're gonna, after this year, they won't be. Hopefully, uh, you'll see what the issues are. So, so you started asking about anybody who starts smashing things, but Ka'asa is Kilo Ovid of Azar. That's already going to be an issue. Uh, reason is, Pashapshat is a person who lets himself get that out of control. There's nothing stopping. As Gemara says, the Yitzhahara says, start with this and then turn around. And he can be doing a lot of Zara. If there's no way to control himself, ultimately he won't be able to control himself for any, even of Eris Hamurus. The second shot they say, which is not a stira, is that most of the things we get angry about are. Issues of COVID Hamaduma, and we stop muttering, why can't these people speak English, and why are these people in front of me online, and why are all these people in my way, and all the other things which really boil down to Bitachan Amuna. You're always getting angry at the people you think are getting in your way, or taking things away from you, or stopping you from success, and variations of that. And the whole, people spend their whole life uh, muttering and sputtering about that. And that's key of it of if we firmly believed in a Bari Elam, that he was controlling everything and everything, every blade of grass is being uh, controlled and has its own hashkacha, then we'd get less bent out of shape about these things. So that's the Pshadal which is not a stira. The problem is, and it's not a problem with any Gemara, uh, the issue is how to read or misread this Gemara. So take a look at this Gemara Numa on Ayin Chesma Beis. There are copies here if you just came. Um, back there or over here. Fascinating Gemara because it has to do with Hilchaz Yom Kippur, that's why it's in Yuma, but it also has to do with the Inyan. We seem to be, not coincidentally, touching upon a lot of things that are brought down La'alacha that are really Inyanim of uh, schoolers in terms of the hashpas and the dvarm kasha l'shicha and the like and bad mazel. One of them is not sleeping in your shoes, which whenever this comes up, gets people out of them. Okay, who stole it and is waiting to sell it for a profit? Uh, or did I not make enough copies? Okay, guess I didn't make enough copies. So as people come back, I've got to stop making more. 
it's one page. There's a Yuma, by the way, is a Shas in the back. If anybody wants to grab a Yuma. So this Gemara, we're going to get to it shortly, is going to deal with the issue of sleeping in shoes. And the Gemara says that you shouldn't sleep in your shoes. Somebody who sleeps in their shoes is Tayim Tam Misa. Somebody who sleeps is Tayim Tam Misa. But if you sleep in your shoes, it's even worse. There are Achreinim that say that it's also Kash L'Shecha. That's a debatable point, but that does get in there. And then the question will be, and we're going to see Raif in this Gemara, what age does that start applying? We all know that everybody here puts infants in carriages. Sometimes the flatbed, sometimes the ones that are up and they're sitting there and they're one and a half, two, somebody that age, Javi, uh, sitting there. Do they ever fall asleep in there or you just constantly talk loud so they don't fall asleep? You can probably get arrested for that. Uh, of course they fall asleep. Matter of fact, we prefer that they fall asleep. That's what they're in there for. Now, a lot of them aren't in shoes because they're too young. But there is, I believe, I remember an age that there's a slight crossover. No? Anybody here? Well, when do they start wearing shoes typically? When they walk. What, two? Two and a half? Still in the strollers. You have to take a long Travis walk in the stroller and they, they fall asleep. You have all the other shaylas with uh, giving them a bag to hold without an air and uh, the stuff inside and the achana issues with the bag, with yantiv, going second to yantiv, very common shayla, every yantiv, going to the in-laws, their parents. But the new shayla is what happens if he or she are wearing shoes and they fall asleep? Or should you not put shoes on or should you not let them fall asleep? That last thing's not an option. So, interesting enough, that's one of the many things that are going to come up in the family Gemara. So let's begin and then we'll see how we get to the rage rooms. Tanar uh, Bonham, see the bracket? The Gemara has a very important Shiloh for Yom Kippur. What are we machmirin in terms of of the five Inuyim of Yom Kippur? What are we machmir for children? We're not machmir, and when I say we're not machmir, we're dafka not machmir. You don't tell a kid he should fast. It's at least Sarbal Chaim and more than that. They're humans, and uh, there's no Indian. There's a minig, which many Paiskin, there are a lot of chuvas on this, say is sort of made up. And if it's not doing any harm, new, new in Europe, when kids walked around sometimes, Leileno, malnutrition all the time, then they dafka criticized it. And that is, they start, uh, it becomes a competition. When you're younger, you want to fast, and then all of a sudden you get in by mitzvah, you don't want to fast anymore. That's the atzah So if you remember, when you were seven, eight, nine, it was always a competition, who fasted the longest? Who claimed to fast the longest? So there's no Indian many years before the bar mitzvah. Some are trying to say, to Yashavit, okay, so he's a bar das, he is a gilachina for other mitzvahs, so maybe an hour, two hours, something, but limited. Do not push it because kids are not set up for it yet. The body's not set up for it, the body's ready for it. Bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, and then the dendra baron that we're talking about a year before, and then in America we eat more, so the kids are generally more healthy, we hope, and uh, it's not hungry. And that could work for you that there's more meat on the bone, so to speak, in the first place. It could work against you, the one more spoiled, and after an hour we're already fainting because we haven't had a snack in an hour. So I've seen it in both directions. But it's clear that 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old do not have to fast. The minute it became, they try a little bit. I say that because I've overheard well-intended parents 
talking to a nine-year-old boy, and the kid said, uh, in the middle of Ashrei, Bashachar is, I'm hungry, can I have some to eat? And they say, you're hungry already? What's the matter with you? It's Yom Kippur. That comment is out of line. Nothing the matter with him. He's eight years old, seven years old, and he's an American, so he eats all the time. And if he's hungry, you don't have to uh, afflict the kid, even though it's Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says clearly, What's the difference between of all five in What's this in Nilus Asandal and the other ones? So the Gemara's having it here is very interesting and will sound familiar because a year ago, year and change, we had the sugya of Safina Biadayim where an adult has an Isser to give Biadayim a child an Isser or well, the debate is on your Kippur, should you hand it to him or it's not really Isser, it's a time of Isser. But Lamaisa, the issue over there is more of touching the food. So here, Nilus Asandal which is also normally for an adult, is mutter for the kid, but we're afraid the onlooker might say that an adult put the shoes on the kid. What's wrong with that? If, the, if it's mutter for him to wear shoes, why can't you put it on? The answer is he could put it on. He's not the Yilachinach, or they weren't machmer. We'll discuss why soon. The adult putting on the shoes is considered Safini Bidai. Safini Bidai is not only answered by food. So this you can't give, do an Isser, with the kid, for the kid, on the kid, maybe right in front of it. We had a child about the high chair, the, the tray table. Is that considered something made dime, or he has to pick it up afterwards? Is that close enough for the iser? So the chash over here is again. Maishna nilus hasandol damri inchi avdulei hanarnami ami inchi avdulei. Take a look at Rashi. The bracket, the third of the way down. Inchi avdulei. By all these terms, shall they asal and be a daim dover aser? And for adults, this is aser and kippur. Kedamrina and b'meseches yevamis. And we remember we dashen losachim losachilim lahazer gedolim al hakatanim. So if we are mekel and uh, we say that the um, nisasandal will make about the other ones, nisasandal is aser. What's the chash? The gemara doesn't have many here. The chash is that if they come at the shul with shoes, people are going to say, the kid's four years old. Who put on those shoes? I haven't seen an adult. That's us, sir. That's Safina Biyadayim. And the Gemara is going to stick with that. That really is us, sir. That's Safina Biyadayim. Yeah. So we'll get to that right now. So Hanach, next line. Hanach Rami Rami Inchu Avalei says, well, we're talking about, uh, leave the food out for a moment. Let's even talk about the, the food. They need, they're going to be not functioning. Uh, if you're talking about the other items, why don't we say the adults did it? We're talking about young kids. How young? We're going to discuss soon. So the Gemara says, not an issue. He said, the kid looks freshly washed, the kid looks freshly smeared, which they used to do all the time. He says, oh, it's not so fresh. So you come into your kippah, you bump it to the kids. So maybe the parents gave them a shower yesterday. Maybe they put on a lot of oil yesterday. It's not mukhr, they did it now. So the Gemara says, so why don't you say they put on the sandal, put on the shoe yesterday. Sandal nami, emer, measma, abelay. So the Gemara says, no, that's impossible. If you can see the kid wearing shoes, sandal la efshir, demesma, abelay. It's impossible the parents put it on yesterday, meaning every Yom Kippur. Dama shmuel, hai ma, debay, lemitam, taima, demisusa, lesayim, mesani, veligni. If you want to be time, time, Isa, put on shoes and go to sleep. Parents would never do that to their children. 
So Gemara says he's wearing shoes. We're going to have a chash that the parents dress them and put on shoes, and that's an iser of safina biyadayim. So that's why we're machmer not to put on shoes in Yom Kippur. The other one, sichas, things like that. You say we did it yesterday. We down the kaschas. This is all in the havamina. Now, right away. You see that uh, this iser, quote unquote, this danger, kasher shicha, whatever it is, of sleeping in shoes, time tamisa, applies to younger children as well. I don't have a right from here. It applies to infants because they're talking about in this whole gemara kids that are at least a gilachinah chasam havana. So it's not a raya. It's not not a raya or a kashar and a minig. Yet the minig seems to be we're makol because we assume it certainly doesn't apply without a baravana and usually. When they're baravana, barachinach, five, they're oldest age, they're out of a carriage. Five-year-olds don't go in carriages anymore. They don't have these deluxe, bugaboo, Rolls-Royce types. They have any ones for bigger kids? Or four or five-year-olds already pushing it? Stomach, they don't. Unless they're really lazy? No? Ben, why? Do you have any uh, four-year-olds? No? Five-year-olds? And they go in the carriage? You don't want to say. It's not good for Shaduchim. Okay. So you'll tell me later. So... Uh, at this point of the Gemara, the Gemara says the reason why Machmer shoes is because it's a Maris Ayan that the parents put it on because the other possibility is the parents put it on yesterday and they slept in it, which is really bad. So either Maris Ayan the parents put it on or the parents did put it on, in which case they were even Isser. So the Gemara says the whole shot is not true. We're not talking about a Maris Ayan we're going to think the adults dress them and they even the Isser are feeding me a dime. Take a look at Rashi. It says the beginning of this eating, drinking, doesn't sound like it's a question of, well, it's going to be a Marisai, not Marisai. It sounds like if they come ask a you could do If you could do the kid knows they did, and the parents know they did. If it's an issue to be Safina, be a Dayim, the whole thing's also. Have you understand the kasha? So Gemara says, why are we discussing over here what other people are going to think? The parents did be a time. If it's an issue for a parent, if this is also for the kid, then the parent can't do it, and Chazal will not make it over here, then you can't do it. It sounds like it's mutter if a guy comes and asks, can I do sicha on my kid? Johnson's baby oil. There's no memory of Chisho in Yom Kippur. Uh, can I wash his face? Can I uh, put on shoes? Not the question is somebody, so can you or can't shoes? Gemara says, sounds like it's mutter l'chatchila. So now, now we've got to go back to the drawing board. So what do you do with Safina Biyadayim? If you can't do, Safina Biyadayim is normally an adult can't do what it's also for him to do to a kid. So we're back to square one. So what's the header? But the Gemara says, it sounds like it's mutu l'chatchila. So what's the answer? So I'll get to your question in a moment. Let's just see the answer. Back to the Gemara. The uh, first word in line is, um, go to... Um, the Gemara falls away from the whole Havamina, and this is the Pshat in the Torah bottom. There's one you do, you have to know. There's a Machlekes, we shine him, whether Achil and Shti is also Midaraisa and Achiev Karis and all the other Yenuyim and Durabonon, and the Psukim they bring is an Asmachta, or it's all Duraisa. So let's take one by one. If the others are Durabonon, the Gemara will read very easily. It's only Durabonon, they weren't Machmer and kids in the first place. Finish. So they never made it into a bottle of kids. It's not going to be in this Safina Biyadayim. Then, Mutter, it's Taka Mutter. L'chatchila. Why were they Machmer on the shoes? We'll get to in a moment. The other Pshat and Mishayim is they're all in Isidoraisa, and when they made 
the drosha on the daraisa of what's considered an inuit. It says, Yom Kippur, you have to be afflicted. What does that mean? So this is something you only hear three or four times in all of Shas and Peskim, is this daraisa, but it's masul chachamim, to make together. So whatever they decided was an iser daraisa, it was, but they only decided this daraisa for the adults, but for the kids, they weren't machmer, even on the iser safinib and they left it legamre mutter. And the reason is, because the kids need it. The kids need to be washed. The kids need to be, in those days, smeared with oil. Kids need these things. So even if it's Daraisa, Chazal held that it's not going on the kids. No, it's Safini Biyadayim. If it's Dralbanon, then they excluded them for the same reason that they need it for their development. The shoes, most people walked around until very recently barefoot. They didn't need the shoes. It wasn't that important for one day a year for the development. So then, taka, they weren't makeup for the kids, and therefore the kids shouldn't wear it, the parents shouldn't put it on, because it's safina biyadayim. What age is that study? The regila chinach, some are even the age of avon on Yom Kippur, or three, four, but certainly not under that. So this whole Gemara is talking about certainly five, six, maybe three, four, but not the infants. So the Gemara answers again, the reason it's mutter, lahanat the law of Rabbi which means they don't need it for the development, gazer barabonon. Hanat Rabbi Sayyu, la gazer barabonon. Dhamma Rabbi, Amal Aim. Abai is always calling his mother, who's not his mother, even though he's the only one of Shasta says Amal Aim. He did it as a curse of Tayyip, who's a stepmother. He was a Yasum. Shebacha Yerucham Yasum is Abai. So his stepmother was a big tzaddikah, brought him up, helped him, and taught him all sorts of valuable things about life. So he quotes her, Amal Aim, Rabisa Dianuka. So for the development of the child, you need the following. Important things at each age. Maya chamime umishcha. You start off when he's very young, like at the bris, the whole sugi at the bris. You have to, need hot water. It's spilled. What do you do? Can you do the bris? You need hot water, which today, Nishtana Teva, hot water doesn't play such a major role. Mishcha, smearing him with a lot of oil all the time. Also nowadays, Nishtana Teva doesn't play a major role. As a matter of fact, I think Johnson's baby oil after about 120 years. I think had some major losses recently, and I think they discontinued the whole thing. So all I'm going about Johnson's baby oil might be out the window, the baby with the bath. Uh, but um, if it's not Johnson's, there won't be mostly laws on them. But in the time of the Gemara, until recently, it was very important. That's number one. When he grows a little older, Godel Port Biasa Very important for the diet. Have some eggs with some milk derivatives. And the Gemara considers that a very simple uh, dish and talks about halacha that's as simple as Biasa Bakusa. Very funny when. <laughs> Because we have an expression like that's so simple, and then there's a whole long tasis with like a few different shitas and Rishayim. What was the shayla? That's the classic example. The Gemara of oh yeah, that's that's easy. Talks about pasking a shayla in front of your rebbe. He says even if it's something as simple as beyosa bekuscha, nobody can figure out what the answer, what the shayla was. Okay, so it was simple in the time of the Gemara. Gadol Port is a little bit older, so now we went from an infant, we went to now a three, four-year-old, got a lot of healthy calcium and eggs, protein. You see eggs were healthy, and then they weren't healthy, and then they weren't healthy. Now they're back to being healthy again. goes up and down, depending on the decade and the interest of the political lobbying group. And the mother, the stepmother of Abai said it was very important and very healthy. Gadol Porta, the next stage in the development of the child. Now he's a a energetic, somewhat wild, five, six, seven-year-old. Galdoport Tevuri Mane. Next step, we're finished with the oil and the bathing and the eating. Now get him some good toys so he can smash them. I kid you not. The original smash bar, but as I'll explain in a minute, it's not a rage room. 
very age appropriate, and even then it's not shot in the Gemara, as I'll, I'll explain in a minute. Kihadarabam Zavin Luhu Mane Gizize de Pachra. Now, it was a little bit easier then before Mattel, Hasbro, and the like. You didn't have to overpay for toys. So Rabba, who um, was the Gadlodar and was trying to um, teach people and for his own children, give them what they need. Suddenly, Rabba was, um, not a coincidence over here, a Ba'i stepmother. Rabba, he was adopted by Rabba. So this is no doubt where he got it from. Rabba would buy very, very cheap, really cheap. This is like as close to paying nothing as you can. It still costs something, a couple of prutas. You can get sort of broken piece of pottery, pottery was cheap. In the first place, he bought secondhand broken pottery, which nobody else is using anyway. He bought it bulk cheap, and he bought it libanay for his children and stepchildren, like Abaye. Oh, masperlu, so they can smash them. Okay, so a beferish gemara. What does the gemara mean? So, some people thought, believe incorrectly, that you see there's the site over here in the gemara that maybe there's something to these rage room smash bars, and the like, because Rabba and Rabba's Rebetzin aim Abaye and you know all in the family, and they're all agreeing that this is very important for the development. Answer is that I don't think that has anything to do with the huge problems in rage rooms, as I will discuss in a moment. This has to do with energetic kids, and you want kids to be able to smash things to get out their energy. That's not anger. Kids get angry, they have tantrums, but that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about kids have energy and they need to do things that involve getting out their energy and their wildness. That's not anger. Kids are wild, they're not angry. Everybody, all the parents in the room, parents, grandparents, understand that? There's a difference in the two. To many parents and grandparents, it all sounds the same. It's very loud, and they're all over the place, and they're breaking things. It's not anger. It could be anger, but that shouldn't be tolerated. You've got to give a little room, because kids are kids, and it's age-appropriate. They're going to have tantrums once in a while. But he didn't buy toys so they could have tantrums. That's kind of obvious. He bought toys because they had to have a lot of energy and young kids should be running around and spending their energy and if they have to smash things, that's fine. So what we do have, first cool, is you can go to the proprietors of the rage rooms and buy off their merchandise and get them something a little safer than glass smashing all over the place. And this is pottery. So I guess the kids were protected or the pottery was very small and didn't break into a million pieces of glass. Smashing is a screen with glass. Sounds a little bit dangerous to me, but he wasn't buying that. Buying little pieces of pottery was the daily use that little things for oil and your pottery, and you, they were a little broken, and so you smash them more. That's good advice for child rearing. That has nothing to do with anger management and tikkun amidus. Yes? So some have said that in, in the Western world with the advent of sports, it, it, in a sense it's a good thing for society because People otherwise would have all this pent-up emotion. Yes, wonderful Yavon question. Hanukkah is right around the corner. I wasn't saying that. Therefore, it's fine. You're right. And if it's not barred from their culture, you don't get into that culture by doing that, and you don't end up being in Mekayimists that are pre-tistic or being ever in Lesechanim or watching things you shouldn't watch. If you stay away from all that, just play the sport, we're pretty okay with it as things go, as options that we have. So I agree. I'm saying sports even can injuries and violence. So here, at least now, there's something even better than sports for them. So that yeah. Oh, better than in the Middle Ages, they used to have knights roaming around Europe killing people and dueling all the time. Yeah, much better. Much better. They still had congressmen and senators dueling. 
I hope we're not bringing back that age. Uh, dueling, like mom is like fight, fist fighting in the chamber, like pulling out guns. This is the U.S. Senate. So <laughs> it's, yeah, if we sort of shun that and the most aggressive thing in society is tackle football, then, yeah, we're in a better place. For, from people, we shouldn't borrow any of the culture, and, but we should let the kids run around, and if running around for them, they already know basketball is, then fine. They get out their energies, get some exercise, but without borrowing the culture, and that's a very delicate line to draw, and it's not that easy to stop them at a certain point, but that should be done. If they're playing it, they should play it and, and leave it at that, because the other thing is now invite all sorts of other issues. So, yes, it's a, it's a way to Makai and Gemara. Interestingly enough, the games we buy for older kids are sophisticated. I don't know what's popular now, but um, I thought maybe per this Gemara, we have building blocks. So, I don't know, do your kids have more fun building everything or smashing everything after they build it? It's debatable. So it's close, right? You admit it's close. So, so Rabba, with Paskin, the second part is just as valuable, if not more valuable. The reason it's not such a great idea sometimes is because usually if you have three siblings, one of them decides to smash the skyscraper of the other one, and that's not good for anybody's midus, and then they start, then, they, then you have to have anger management. They have a big fight, and then you've got to teach them, no, he just finished building it, or he's about to put it on the top floor with the antennas, and you smashed everything, and you can't do that next time. But, but if it's cleanup time, and they want to smash it, that's not violent, they're not angry. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And if they're getting older and they're playing uh, basketball without fouling too much or hurting anybody, or a hard touch without tackling anybody or with proper equipment, then it doesn't say, he's talking about little kids, it doesn't really talk about teenagers. Teenagers by that time were learning a lot because they were doing everything earlier. But Celtic, you had a question before. So, so Yeah. Should we give a diet test, Rashi? Says we, hey, Yoshin, Kola Lila. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, Kola Lila sounds like I telling you a cooler here. Kola Lila. It's debatable. The way to get out of it is by saying that they put it on yesterday and maybe the kid did Tikkun Lechot Sayyid. Well, Yom Kippur is not going to do that, but he stayed up as a minig. Hele Giyidin stayed up all night, Yom Kippur, and maybe he stayed up with his father in Shul, which is a very common minig. Rashi's saying it's on. Likely, the kid has to sleep. He's not going to be up. They put it on before him, Kipper, maybe came to shul, maybe stayed an hour or two. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. He's not going to be up the whole night. He has got to sleep most of the night. So it could be Rashi's bavarning that. But it would be a nice cooler if it were provable, but I, that's the possible dichud. So the carriage, I think, is not really a problem unless the kid is clearly Yigiyah Lahavana, 3 4. This Gemara, Pasha's talking about 5, 6, Higil Achinach, just as some pays come by Hilchas Yom Kippur, who say that we don't put regular shoes if we can avoid it, and even going back to the age of 3, 4 before Chinuch, but the Iker Din, it's really Gil Achinach, which case it wouldn't be arrived in this Gemara, and toddlers and one two year old in a carriage is, is fine. Also, the shoes that we're talking about have to be leather shoes? Because no, so if you're putting. No. The, the, the Azharah of the Kashla Shecha with the Tan Tan Misa. Peskim, that would be a nice cooler. Peskim and not Mahali. They go to sleep in sneakers. There's a problem for adults. There are adults who go on airplanes and don't kick off their shoes necessarily. And they're in a bus, right? Right? And uh, are people, okay, falling asleep in the best measure is a whole separate issue similar. Is it a long sleep? Is it a sleep? Is it only she has arrived? But yeah, it's, um, it's an issue. 
So it's Kadai to now, there are some people who object to other people in the middle of Shul, the best measure taking off their shoes, because that can cause other atmospheric and environmental issues sometimes. So, uh, you know, you don't want to do it. It's not always a good idea. Yeah? For an airplane, um, people have swelling issues. It happens to everyone, but it happens people... You said swelling issues? Some people have fluid issues in the body where they get swelling. So when you take off your shoes, for a normal person, your feet grow on an airplane. They swell up a little bit, and it's a little harder to put on okay. until you come down. Someone who has a swelling problem, um, it could be a woman for certain parts of the month, or right. they're different, where they have a lot of fluid hypertension in their life. And, the, and, and it gets significantly bigger? It gets much At an elevation, when the, when the plane is up. And it could be when they come down, it doesn't go down as fast, so it could be, it could be I, don't, I haven't met anyone who said it's impossible to put on their shoes, but it can get very difficult. Do they give out shoehorns on the airlines regularly for this? I never heard of this issue. I guess I didn't have the problem. What? Anybody? All the people who used to fly in the free Degaderas before Corona? What? You remember this? You had your shoe couldn't get... I vaguely remember, I used to fly a lot, like everybody. I vaguely remember how hard getting on. I thought it's because I was half asleep. You're saying it's because. So, therefore, you're saying people don't want to take off their shoes because they might not be able to get it on. Okay, so when you chaza this year, you might want to skip this part uh, and figure out a heter on the way home. You don't want to hide information, of course, but I don't know. Women wearing shoes, with a lot of the shoes, I don't know much about ladies' uh, footwear. Sometimes it doesn't look that it's on even when it's on. Is that my imagination? <laughs> they don't have kashas, but it doesn't say fresh kashas. There's one, there's one achron that's, that says that's a reason, but that doesn't, doesn't say that in the Gemara. That's certainly not preferred. Certainly a matter of uh, dispute. So, I don't know. You should figure out, is there any anti-inflammatory pills they can give to anybody before... We're very stretchy shoes. I suggest that we start giving out shoehorns and anti-inflammatory pills. That'll end all the machlekes in my plane. People nowadays who are flying, I ask them how the flight was. Uh, usually the answer is multi-paragraphed. I, so I stopped asking. <laughs> I was just like asking like, yeah, Baruch Hashem, we landed on time. It's, so, no, so people tell me, first of all, there's a fight on every plane. <laughs> the parts I'm getting now. There's a major fight in every single flight. There's always one guy who didn't want to put in a mask, was eating, and then so he said, I started bringing a whole bag of garinim, so I eat like for six hours straight. And then after about five hours, the steward said something. So he said, first of all, there's always a fight. So I think they should give out anti-inflammatory pills because everybody's on edge. <laughs> they should uh, stop fighting. And, um, and the shoehorns. Yeah, a couple of, couple of therapists. And I, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a different world. Anyway, Lamaisa, I don't think the short answer right now, we'll discuss a little bit tomorrow night, uh, the other chassans of the bedroom. I, I don't think this has Gamar's any right whatsoever. These are for kids who are energetic. You want to get out the energy. You want to give them an ability to express itself. That's not anger. It could be anger, but Labdafka, and that's not why Rabba was giving this out. So that's the, that's the short explanation. Okay, Mr. Shem will continue tomorrow night.